asking God to intervene. And, um, you know, he did. That's what he did. And, and, um, and I, I know that it's tough for people who are left behind, but my wife mentioned this this afternoon. You know, if you were to ask him now, do you want to go back? I don't think so. And so, you know, it's a great incentive for us that know people like that, um, that we can be more determined to make it than ever before. Praise God. And so the Hegg family, the funeral is Saturday. Um, it's way up, just about to the Canadian border, so it's a long way away. But I know the family is going to be there, and I know there's a couple of other ministers that are going to be there. But I know all of us can be there in prayer. So tonight, can we just offer a, a special prayer for them, for comfort, in Jesus' name. Um, and, and let's just do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for taking care of this situation, God. Sadness is a natural thing and grief is going to come right on the heels of that. But Lord, we do know, we do know that your comforting spirit is there. We know that, Lord God, that things are being taken care of. I believe there's somebody going to get saved at that funeral. I believe somebody's going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. There's probably people right now that knew Him that are contemplating their eternal destinies. And so God, I believe His testimony is going to live forever. It's going to live for on and on and on. And so Lord, I have great confidence that not even, or even so he has, he has gone away, Lord God, that his testimony is living in Jesus' name. And so strengthen that family. Let those children, Lord Jesus, feel your special comfort during this time. And God, I give you praise and glory for it all. I just absolutely am so thankful that we don't have to go through this by ourselves. In Jesus' name. Touch everyone, Lord God, and give them just strength in numbers in Jesus' name. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And, and you, can, you can be seated. Thank you so much for doing that. Let me just remind us that this is a week that we dedicate to prayer and fasting. And of course, Saturday we'll be having prayer here if you're interested to come and, um, and hear it from 5 to uh, 6 o'clock. And so let's, if you can, we would appreciate you coming. I appreciate prayer and collectiveness like this and uh, weeks like this that we can kind of get our bearings again in Jesus' name. And so thank you. Thank you for being here tonight also. Uh, we started last week in uh, series three. Um, kind of sounds like a car, doesn't it? You know. Oh, I. You know, and I, I didn't tell you. I don't know who put that picture on my desk. The one with the thumbprint. Whoever you are, thank you. I'm going to hang that in my office. And along with that, I just so you know, I have an um, a Jeremy Wheeler original. He made me and I delivered it to my house last night. It was so kind of him to do that. And it's a beautiful picture, it really is. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, I had him sign it. Really, in the back of it, it's signed. So we are starting the bidding at $2.4 million. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, somebody's got to, that's got to be worth at least that, yeah. But uh, it is beautiful. It'll also be hanging in my office. I didn't have a 4 by or an 8 by 8 post in my house that I could hang it on. 
So I'm going to try to find something. No, I'm just kidding. It was, it was kind of heavy. It really is. But it's really beautiful. And um, um, I appreciate that. I really do. I'm going to look at that picture very often. And I'm going to remember in Jesus' name. Pictures are worth a thousand words sometimes, aren't they? And so thank you. But tonight we're going into um, the second lesson of this series, which has to do with our shepherd. And hopefully this will be um, something that will be, again, another blessing for you. Remember what we talked about last week. Um, we're actually going to be dealing with four different psalms. We're dealing with last week. We dealt, Anybody remember what psalm we dealt with last week? Well, yeah, that was easy, wasn't it? Number one, psalm number one. And read that over this month. Let that one marinate, you know, um, and, and we talked about, you know, what does the righteous man not only do, but what doesn't the righteous man do? And it's in that psalm. And I think that's very important for us to consider that. Tonight we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I think this, other than John 3 and 16, um, this might be some of the most quoted scripture in the world. I mean, a lot of people at funerals and special events, they will quote this. Um, we're going to look into it a little bit closer tonight. Next week, we're going to look at the 51st Psalm that has to do with repentance. David penned that when he was going through a tough time. And I'm glad he did because it has helped me numerous times to recognize that repentance is the will of God. Amen. And then the last week here, we're going to be looking at Psalm 150. Whatever has breath. Yes. And that just qualifies everybody, doesn't it? Amen. So let's consider that in Jesus' name. Praise God. And so tonight we'll, we'll move on and we'll talk about our shepherd. And, and, and the big thought here, of course, is I will follow the Lord and enjoy His protection and provision. And He wants you to. You know, God doesn't expect us to have, you know, to get hung up on all the problems and situations of the world every day. And so think about that as you begin to uh, study this again and maybe the Lord will begin to help you to see some of this in your own life that can be shifted in Jesus' name. Praise God. And of course the truth of the matter is is the Lord is my shepherd. He is our shepherd. You know, God gives us these kind of analogies in the Bible so that every person can understand that. You know, I know, you know, in our culture, some of this stuff is a little more difficult because we're, we, we don't, we've never been there. We haven't had, um, um, how many sheep farmers do we have here in the place tonight? <laughs> oh, nobody, huh? Yeah, so we sometimes, we struggle with some of this stuff because we just don't really know, you know. But we can visualize that. And Sister Carnahan, I think there is one that you can put up there while we're beginning this lesson. Can you do that? Just put that up. There you go. Everybody, that's kind of a, you know, we've seen probably pictures like that from time to time. And so keep that up there until we run the video, okay? I think that's good. In Jesus' name, praise God. Um, yeah, I better read this. Uh, listen to this. The shepherd's eyes flashed open. He sat up and his eyes darted around as he took in his surroundings. The sun had not yet peaked over the horizon, but the sky was beginning to brighten. Some of the sheep had begun to stir, and a few were standing and grazing already. Something had startled the shepherd, awoke, and he awoke. So he jumped to his feet from, his, uh, from where he was sleeping on the ground, and, um, and though his body ached from another night spent outside on the hard ground that was in the, uh, in the back of his mind right now, he had to make sure that his sheep were, sh were safe and well. Jumped up, that's what he did. 
And at the edge of the flock he saw a few sheep stirring more than the others, and near them were some bushes where a small predator could easily hide. Well, the shepherd grabbed his staff and moved swiftly toward the, er the area, and on his way he felt uh, to ensure his sling and, and w that was still attached to his belt, and a few rocks were tucked inside his pouch, and he was really prepared for whatever was going to happen there. Well, approaching the sheep, the shepherd peered with keen eyes into the bushes, and years of working in the field had trained him to see any movement. He was looking around, yeah. No matter how small, he was trained to see it. He had fought off countless animals of all sizes before, from foxes to lions. His body was a testimony to how hard he had worked for the sheep. His hands were calloused from the countless hours of gripping a staff and wrestling stubborn rams. Scars of all sizes marked both his arms. Some were from predators and others were from stubborn sheep who fought the, the, the shepherd's care, not realizing his good intentions. Well, then the shepherd saw it. He saw it on the ground there and it was a snake. A snake had crawled out of its hole and was exploring the surroundings outside. The shepherd swiftly struck the ground near the hole and the snake darted back inside. The shepherd breathed a sigh, breathed, or breathed a sigh of relief that had been, you know, a kind of a, he thought it was going to be more of a serious situation and his sheep were safe again. Well, every day he came into the field. The shepherd knew he was risking his life for the sheep, but, it, but that was a risk that he decided was worth it. Well, as he moved back to collect his belongings, the shepherd reflected over the coming day. And later, he would move the sheep into a pasture during, uh, near a, a stream. And at some point, he would have to treat the wounds of a few sheep who had gotten caught in bramble bushes the day before. And along the way, he would continue to search for a lamb who had wandered away a couple of days ago. Well, to be sure, it would, be, it would prove to be another long day, but the shepherd was thankful, nevertheless. And he loved what he did, and he loved his sheep. Isn't that a beautiful illustration? That really does describe the God that you and I serve. He is our shepherd. That's what he is. Amen. How many here has ever had a pet? How many here have ever had a pet that they wanted to get rid of? No, I'm just kidding. How many of you, and what, what did you enjoy most about that pet? What was the best thing about that pet that you, that, that you liked? Do you have one? What did you have? A dog. There's nothing like a pup. When nobody else loves you, that dog will, right? What did you like about it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a good thing. How about you guys over here? What did you have, Tom? Yeah. Oh, isn't that something? How many know that? Had a hard day, and my goodness, everybody was hollering at you at work, and you walk in the door, and oh, ooh, 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 Goldie's there. That was a dog. That was my dog. How about you guys? Marv, do you have a pet? Yeah. Well, you've got a ton of them out there. You've got a wife that picks them up on the road whenever she comes home from work, doesn't she? She's still doing that? But what, did you, what do you like about your pet? Isn't that something? Yeah. How about you guys over here? Yeah. You got kids. You don't need any pets, right? <laughs> How about you, William? What'd you ever have? Yeah. 
You know, it's something how rewarding that is, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I, I agree. But you know, um, and I, I certainly am not comparing us with pets. I'm just saying that's something that we can begin to see. I mean, that, that pet really loves its owner and, and all that kind of business. And how much more does God love us? Now let's talk about some things, you know, tonight. Let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about God's love in action. Amen. I mean to tell you, God is showing us and proving to us daily, isn't He? You know, how much He really loves us. Amen. And I think with, with illustrations like, you know, like the shepherd and the sheep, that type of thing, I think we can begin to see that kind of thing in the God that we serve. Now, has anybody ever heard the old um, adage that actions speak louder than words? Yeah. Well, that's what God, God's actions speak a whole lot louder than words. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, um, you and I, we can begin to realize that about our own lives. Um, Sister Carnahan, I don't know if you can or not. Can you put Matthew 9 and 36 up on the screen? This is a time when Jesus was, was ministering here. And, 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 and literally, this is, this is what the Bible teaches us that he saw. You got it yet? I'm sorry. I should have probably warned you. Yes. If you don't got it, that, it, I can't get it, that's fine. It's coming. It's there. What did I say? Yes. Yes. 9 and 36. Look at that. Now this is Jesus. And this is, again, a, a, a beautiful analogy. It says, but when he saw the multitudes. Now, this is Jesus ministering, okay? The Bible says that he was moved with compassion on them. Why? Because they fainted. He saw that in them. And they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Wow. You know, what an illustration. And what a, what a thought that Jesus had, praise God, you know. And so this is what God wants to do, in my opinion. I believe that God wants to bring more and more and more people into the fold. That's what he does. Amen. And so that they can be, you know, so that they can be nourished and that type of thing. So God's love in action is, first of all, he expresses his love for us in the things that he does for us. Amen. And never make any mistake about it. God doesn't do uh, the majority of the things for you and for me because we're so good. Or because we've, been, you know, we've got a, a good, clean, two-hour obedience record going. No, God does these things because of His, His matchless love for us. And I believe we need to start recognizing that more and more and more. Praise God. I believe this could really, really begin to help. You think about the ministry of Jesus, for instance. You know, the Bible says even his critics, you know, recognize that he went everywhere, raising the dead, healing the sick, feeding people, that type of thing. Wow, what an illustration. I sometimes scratch my head and I say, why would anybody have a problem with that? Really, why would anybody have a problem with that? But they do, don't they? It just seems to be that way. You know, sometimes we get involved in ministry and we do a lot of nice things for people, but it doesn't seem like, you know, within a couple of days people can turn on us and that type of thing. Well, the ministry of Jesus is that way, but never make any mistake. He didn't hold that against people. He still did it for them, regardless of how they treated Him. Boy, is that a lesson that we need to learn? 
Wow, I, I, can, I can testify to you right now. That's a big lesson that I need to remind myself of. That I've got to quit doing things with the motivation of what they can do for me or what they have already done for me. But I want to be like Jesus. I want to do it because, praise God, the love of God which is shed abroad in my heart through the Holy Ghost can absolutely go out and reach people in Jesus' name. So we've got God's love in action and he, His action, He expresses His love to us by the things that He does. Another thing when we talk about God's love in action is that He watches over us. That's what He does, you know. And sometimes there will be things that will happen in our life, you know, that will, that will bring evidence to that, you know. I, I thought about it the other day, you know. Um, we were in a, sitting in an airport and, and got disappointed because our plane was delayed and so on and so forth. But, you know, one of the thoughts that, that, that rose to me was, well, maybe if we'd have got on the plane on time, maybe there'd have been a problem with that plane. Now, I don't want to start, you know, becoming super skeptical, you know, skeptical about life, but I believe that there's been numerous times like that, that God has sent a delay in our life, maybe even five minutes, you know, you're at home and you're late for work or whatever the case is, you know. And, you know, five minutes late and, and you forgot something and you had to go back into the house. And because of that delay, who knows what could have been uh, avoided. Man, alive. Isn't that, isn't that cool? I think that's a great thought in Jesus' name. You know, when I think about shepherding, you know, other than Jesus Christ, who's, who, do you, who do you guys think about when, when you think about a shepherd? Yeah, David. He's probably one of the leading ones, isn't he? And, you know, he was the one that, you know, that, that, that's, that's the job that his dad gave him, praise God. And it wasn't real prestigious. You know, in fact, his brothers kind of used that against him when he came and he delivered food for them when they were in, in the army there. And, and his, one of his brothers made re remark to the fact, well, you need to give back and tend to those sheep. So we understand that sheep herding wasn't exactly the top of the food chain. But you know, David took that job seriously, and I appreciate that, praise God. Can we just lift our hands right now, and can we ask the Lord to help us in the name of Jesus? Help us to realize that, that the Lord is our shepherd. He is the one, praise God, that's in our life, praise God, and, and He doesn't quit. He doesn't quit at all. Oh, hallelujah. What a tremendous thought. What a tremendous thought. So keep in mind, you know, God is an action God. Every day, I believe if we can notice, you know, if we can begin to see the way God wants us to see, I believe we will begin to see God's love in action in our personal life. I really do. I believe that is. Now number two, we're going to talk about, you know, the fact that the Lord is our shepherd. And so when we talk about that, there's several things that, that, that can come into the, into the picture. And by, by, by illustrating this, is we can, we can literally read the 23rd Psalm. Think about it. What, what are you talking about? Let's talk about seven or eight different things here, okay? The first thing, because God is my shepherd, first of all, He takes care of all my needs. You know, the, the, in the 23rd Psalm there, it literally says, it says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Do you know what that means in the original? In the Hebrew? That word want literally means lack. That's what that means. That means because, because the Lord is my shepherd, I'm not going to lack. 
Now where we get mixed up, and I do just like you do, is we get mixed up with our needs. What's the other one? Yes. That's where we get messed up. And we want to sometimes put God in a Santa Claus suit, don't we? Instead of a shepherd's gown. And so we want God to supply all of our wants. And that's not a promise that He'll keep. And so we must understand, because He's our shepherd, first of all, 23rd Psalm, He's going to take care of our needs. And so I don't know what your needs are here tonight, but I'm here to tell you that if it's a genuine need, God is going to fulfill that. Now, there might be a little delay in it. I mean, he doesn't always follow the same timing that I do. But, the, but the, the bottom line is that God has given us a promise that he's going to supply all of our needs in Jesus' name. Now, another byproduct of him becoming our shepherd, number two, is the fact that he restores us. You know what that literally means? That means he brings us back. Come on, let's be a little honest tonight, transparent. How many have, have felt you wandered away from God at, from time to time? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we think that, oh man, God just doesn't want anything to do with us anymore. And that is not the case. Amen. I believe that God will, He will either send somebody or He'll cause a situation to come into our life that will, will the, 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 the definite intention is to bring us back into the fold. Now that's what I call a demonstration of a loving father. Come on, never forget that. And those of us that have you know, wayward children or maybe children that aren't serving the Lord the way we feel like they are, I'm never going to forget that. Amen. Come on, the Lord is our shepherd, praise God, and He's going to restore us in the name of Jesus. He's going to bring us back. Hallelujah. My goodness, folks, that's good news. Amen. And you and I, we can take that to the spiritual bank in the name of Jesus. And so the Lord takes care of our needs. He's going to restore us. And then number three, if we will allow Him to, and this is really a, a, um, a very important um, uh, aspect of a, of a shepherd in my opinion, is he's the, sh the, the shepherd's got to lead the sheep into different pastures or into different places. And this is what the Lord will do. The Bible says there in Psalm 23 and 3, it says, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now listen to this. I think this is a good point. We do not know the perfect way to take. Can we give God a big amen? amen. That's true. We don't know the perfect way. We think we do. There's times when we think we have got it all down. That we've been in this thing long enough to where, boy, we can, you know, we become the experts. But that is not the truth, praise God. Listen to the book of Psalms, and you don't have to put this up, Sister Carnahan, but Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Wow. That is quite a statement in my opinion, and that is so true. And so then in the Proverbs chapter number 3 and verse number 6, it says the solution, the solution is very simple. It says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct the paths. Come on, folks, that is an absolute comfort in my opinion. Amen. The word uh, acknowledge there just simply know how God does it. That's why there's a scripture in the New Testament, second chapter of Philippians, that says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. You know, if we'll start thinking the way Jesus thinks, 
Pretty soon we're going to know which pathways to take. God doesn't have to hit us over the head with a two-by-four and say, no, go down that way. No, we'll begin to know how God operates. Let me give you a very obvious, uh, for instance, somebody does us wrong. What's the pathway we should take? There you go. Now, where did we get that from? You see, that's what I'm talking about. I know that's a very simple illustration, but that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about taking the pathway of forgiveness and not bitterness. And so every day you and I are, are probably going to be tempted to take you know, a different pathway and that type of thing. But if we will allow Him to lead us, and I'm going to tell you something, folks, that's, that should be one of our major goals every day. Amen. So think about it. The Lord is my shepherd. Say that with me. The Lord is my shepherd. So He is going to take care of my needs. So He is going to restore me. So He is going to lead me. Somebody say Amen. Let's talk about the fourth thing here. Is that He protects us. The Bible talks about the fact that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you talk about a creepy time, that's what it is. But no matter what, He is going to protect us in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm going to read this. Oftentimes we think of God's blessings in terms of what He has given to us. This is what we think of. You know, we start taking inventory. He's given me this and given me that. But what about what God has kept from us? Wow. That's a thought, isn't it? And I believe the Lord can help us. Do you have that video loaded up, Sister Carnahan? Why don't you go ahead and play it? When I think of God's protection, my mind automatically goes to Job 1 and 10. Right after the Lord asked the enemy if he had ever considered a servant Job, he asked the Lord a question and said, have Job feared you for not, have you not placed a hedge around him? You know, when I looked into that hedge there in the meeting there in the book of Job, historians say in the days of Job, they didn't really have walls they put around their home and their biggest thing they were worried about was wild animals, not so much even other humans. And so they would take hedges with thorns and they would grow them close together around their home, primarily to keep out wild animals. And I thought the Bible likens the devil to a roaring lion. And so the hedge that Job would have had around his physical home would be to keep out lions. But there was also a spiritual hedge that the devil could not get through in order to attack Job and his family and his finances, that God had to allow him through that hedge. And you know, I look at my life and, and I see a similar hedge in my life. I, I think first, even looking back before I was born, my father was born the son of an alcoholic. And at a young age, he became an alcoholic and his father passed away when he was just a teenager. And his whole family told my dad, you're gonna be an alcoholic and die just like your dad died. And that's all my dad ever heard is that he was gonna be an alcoholic. And my dad and mom got married and went to the country of Liberia. My dad actually went there to party. And, you know, alcohol and drugs and various things that were available. He wound up getting saved. And one night at a Pentecostal church, God took away drinking from him and he became a missionary and a pastor. So instead of being raised in the home of an alcoholic, I was raised in the home of a pastor. And I think how different my life was. You know what studies have shown if my dad had remained in the world and been an alcoholic, would my parents' marriage have made it and my home life would have been different? 
And I look at the hedge that came around my father when he became saved, that raised in a godly apostolic home, and now with my children and grandchildren being raised also in that in same environment. So the hedge that my dad placed around his life back in 1972 when he got saved is still around me today in 2021 because he made a choice to leave the world and become a part of the kingdom of God. And that hedge has protected him, my siblings, my family, myself, my children and my grandchildren now. I'm gonna live my life behind that hedge. I'm gonna live my life that please God. I'm gonna live my life thanking God, live my life trusting God because I know a server God who makes a way out of no way but also keeps me out of harm way. So let's just thank God for his protection. Let's thank him for the hedge. Let's thank him for his hand that's upon us that keeps us from danger seen and unseen and many times we don't even know about. Thank you very much. Praise God. Why don't we just do that right now? Let's thank God for his hedge that he's literally put around us. I believe that, folks. I, I believe that. I know there's things that still happen to us from time to time, but my goodness, folks, it's not to be compared with not walking with God. Oh, my goodness. What, a, what, a, what an awesome God that you and I serve. Come on, and all because the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm absolutely glad in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, isn't that a beautiful thought? I mean to tell you. So let's, you know, let's recap here. The Lord takes care of our needs. He restores us. He leads us. And we just got done talking about the fact that God protects us. There's a lot of things that God could have allowed to have things happen to us. But He doesn't. And that's why I believe if we will walk the way God wants us to walk, that doesn't mean we're not going to have any more problems. It just means that any problem that comes our way, God's already stamped His approval on it that we can handle it. Amen. What we don't need today is we don't need issues and problems that we can't handle. And you and I can be assured because of His protecting power, praise God, that He won't put anything harder in your life than you can handle. Now number five here, you know, He provides for us. That's what God does. In fact, in this scripture here, it talks about the fact that He will provide a table of provision even in the presence of our enemies. You think about that. Isn't that cool the way God will do that? Praise God. Yeah, I think that is. One of my favorite, or not favorite scripture, but a scripture that comes to my mind, and it's not, you can write this down, is Psalms 103. Listen to this. I like, I like to, to repeat. When I think, you know, well, God hasn't done anything for me this week. Well, I just need to read this scripture. Listen to what it says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. So it instructs me. Just bless God. And then it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. What are we talking about? Well, in verse number 3 it says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Come on, Brother Heg doesn't have to worry about sickness anymore. Come on. It says, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Praise God. They that wait upon the Lord, Jeremy, they shall renew their strength in Jesus' name. That's a provision that God gives to you and I. 
Come on, let's try not to forget about that so soon. Can we do that? So He provides for us. In fact, the most extreme situation that He would provide for us is a table of provision right in the presence of our enemy. Come on, next time start looking for it and you just might see it in Jesus' name. So let's go to number six. You know, we talked about He provides for us. Now let's rest assured that the Bible says that He anointeth my head with oil. He anoints us. Come on, there's nothing like the anointing of the Lord. In fact, in the 11th chapter of the book of Isaiah talks about the anointing, or, or the 10th chapter of the book of Isaiah talks about the anointing of the Lord that destroys the yoke. Come on, I believe any type of a yoke that gets a hold of us, I believe that God doesn't want to just tear it down. He wants to destroy that thing out of our lives. And I believe that He will do that in Jesus' name. See, that's what we serve. This is a byproduct of the Lord is my shepherd. I can expect these kind of things. Not telling God what to do. But I can tell Him, you know, hey God, your word says this. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. It will happen for you if you will continue to do that in Jesus' name. I know one of the things that it suggests in this Bible study, and I think it's a good idea, and I, just, I think we need to think about that, and is the fact that we need to start making a list. Think about it this week. Start writing down some of the things that God has done for you. Just in the last maybe two or three months. Maybe in the last year or so. Write those things down. And when you feel a tendency to, and we will because we're human, to think that maybe God isn't doing enough for you, you get that list out. And you begin to remind yourself that God has been good to you. My goodness, He has been good to you. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I don't believe it's going to take away all of our problems, but I believe it's going to help us to restore the confidence that God has done it once, He's done it twice, and for some of us, He's done it a hundred to a thousand times. Praise God, He's going to do it again, and we can begin to depend on Him. And it's all because of the byproduct that He is my shepherd in Jesus' name. Come on, let's take five seconds and just lift Him up again. Oh, God is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, the Bible even says, My cup runneth over. You talk about plenty. You talk about more than we deserve, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Count your blessings in the name of Jesus. And I believe the Lord will help us and remind us of what you and I are privileged to have in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. And then last of all, we can trust... And again, this is all because He's our shepherd. Praise God. We can literally trust our Savior to take care of us in Jesus' name. I'm going to stop here for just a second because we're going to talk about one more point here tonight. But maybe two. Maybe three if we got time. But just small testimonies. What has God done for you just here lately? If you can just put it into maybe a couple of, or a minute or so. Who wants to volunteer? Go ahead, Tom. Awesome. That's all right. Restore the relationship with your daughter in Jesus' name. That is awesome. That is awesome. Somebody else got a testimony that what the Lord has done for you just here lately. Go ahead, sir. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. God's a healer, isn't he? 
Yes. Okay, we got time for one more. Go ahead, sis. awesome in Jesus name you know I think we ought to give God praise for what he's doing that's current that's right off the that's right off the burner there oh hallelujah Jesus isn't that inspiring praise God all all we need to do is just let him lead us let him take us down the pathways that he wants us to take and my goodness some of those things will just come out of the woodwork in Jesus name um, one more I, I know there's somebody over here on this side that wants to testify I just feel like that Maybe I was wrong. Huh? <laughs> no, go ahead, sir. Awesome. Yes. Yes. He's doing it for you, isn't he? That is awesome in the name of Jesus. Yes. 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 That, and, and you got a perfect lead-in to our last point here. And the last point is, is that His blessings will continue you, to follow us. That it's not just up to this time and now we're on our own. No, I'm telling you right now, if you and I continue to walk the way God wants us to walk, we can expect that the blessings of God will continually work in our lives. And we can expect this. Amen. And so His goodness and, and His mercy will follow us, praise God. And I'm going to tell you something, we can expect His protection, we can expect provision, we can expect that God is going to take care of His people. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Now let's just take a few minutes tonight. And what are some of the, of the ways that we can constantly or purposely or intentionally dwell in God's presence? How can we do this? Because we want God to continue in our life. But what's our part here? What do we need to do? What are some of the things that we can do or maybe up, up it a little bit? Go ahead, sir. Yes, good idea. Jeannie? Yes. These are all th excellent answers, praise God. Come on, how about somebody else? We're talking about what? Go ahead, Marvin. Yes, yes. Never forget that. Amen. Never forget that. In fact, one time, Jesus talked about the fact that we just give a cup of water to somebody. That's not going to go unnoticed. Amen. How about somebody else? How can we do this on a regular basis? How can we bring our lives to a place to where we're going to continually, you know, uh, follow the Lord no matter what? Anybody over here? Well, I'm going to put a little addendum on You come and we'll keep you awake. <laughs> Anybody with me? Amen. Yeah, I'll turn that volume up until you're just... No, I'm just kidding. We'll keep you awake. But thank you, sis. That's a beautiful testimony. When we don't feel like it, 
That's when we need to put it in overdrive and say, I'm going to do it because I know what God has done for me and I'm just going to, I'm going to keep blessing him and I'm going to keep coming in Jesus' name. How about back, how about, the, how about our artist back there? What do you think? Philippians, I don't know. That's a pretty good scripture. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> but right, Jeremy, what was the point? What, what? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Re every day let's get busy with retraining our thinking. Let's do that. And like he was talking about in the scripture, you know, in, in, in Philippians 4, it talks about whatsoever things are this, 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 and this. So it gives us enough of a list to start with, right? Great. How about over here? What are we talking about? We're talking about ways that we can, we can keep it going. What do you think? Well, when God calls you to do something, you know that he's called you to do that, to continue in it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful thought. Beautiful thought, Mike. Faithfulness. Okay. Keep it up. Amen. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know if there's anything in my life right now that God has uncalled me to. Right. Now He's called me to do a lot of things, but I don't think He's ever uncalled me. Sister Carnahan. We didn't. I didn't get that memo. That's why my daughter came. In fact, let me just do this. This is my daughter Wendy, and I am so proud for her to be here tonight. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. In fact, she's the one that came and hung Christmas lights. She was. Go ahead. Oh, that is so true. Never forget, you know, everybody's got three of them. And it doesn't matter who you are. You got genetics. And genetics can change. No matter how you were raised, you can change that. Amen. And God will help you to do that. Another thing that everybody has is an environment. And environments can really make a difference. And what she's talking about here by making your home, that's your home. You got, that's where you are at. You can do whatever, you know, within reason, what you, what you want at home. So make that environment, praise God. And I mean to tell you, God, God can really begin to change hearts, praise God, by doing that in Jesus' name. How about over here in the cheap seats? These are the cheap seats tonight, okay, over here. What do you guys think? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But you're right. Seek His will. What's He got to say about the situation? And I believe you're right. That, that these, are, these are excellent. Every one of these are excellent. This is what we can begin to do in Jesus' name. What do you think? Awesome. That is so awesome. Are you glad your wife's home? Yes. I bet you. <laughs> I bet you are. Is, 
I bet you were. They were, they were behaving themselves. They were, but boy, it's good to have you back. We're so glad you're here with us in Jesus' name. So, you know, let's recap here tonight, praise God. We know that God's love, we know that God's love is an action. He's showing us. He's doing things in our life all the time. And sometimes we miss it. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to get better at that. I don't want to just let things just slide by and, and, and forget it and that type of thing. And so God's love is in action and he will show us. The second thing that we talked about was the fact that the Lord is my shepherd. And I'm not ashamed of that. And because he's my shepherd, there are certain expectations that I can have in life. And we talked about these things, taking care of us, restoring us, you know, leading us, protecting us, providing for us. He anoints us. He, we, he'll take care of us. I mean, these are the things that you and I can expect. And God helped me to see the way they really are, not the way I see them, you know. And so then the third thing we talked about tonight was the fact that his blessings not only need to, but they will follow us. They will continue to follow us. We can expect that God is going to be here tomorrow. We can expect that God will be here next week. Now, we don't want to get too ahead of the program here, but the bottom line is what He has done already for us in our lives, we can expect Him to continue to do that in the name of Jesus. And so think about that. Well, let me wind this up by internalizing the message, okay? Listen to this. Let us determine to recognize the presence of our great Savior in our daily lives. Now, we talked about that, and you guys gave wonderful, wonderful examples of what we can do, okay? Just as the ancient shepherds were comfortable living, eating, and sleeping in the field with the sheep, so our Heavenly Father desires to live every day with us. Isn't that a beautiful thought? He wants to be with us. Yeah, He wants to be with us in our homes and at our jobs. He desires to rejoice with us in moments of triumph and mourn with us in times of sorrow. When we need direction, He wants to provide guidance. When we struggle, He wants to provide strength. We can claim all of Psalm 23 and apply it to our lives because we know that God is our Good Shepherd. Do something this next week. Read the, the, the 23rd Psalm at least a couple of times. Let God really talk to you about that and see, see what God will begin to pop up in Jesus' name. Now listen to this. I thought this was very interested. interesting. There is one important distinction though between the metaphor of the physical shepherd and our heavenly shepherd. What is that? Well, in livestock or in the livestock industry, shepherds do not give their animals any choice. Yeah. They don't give them any choice whether they stay with the flock. Those sheep have no choice in the matter. They must do whatever the, the shepherd says. However, yeah. God, as our loving and good shepherd, recognizes we are human and not farm animals, and he has given each of us a free will to humbly submit to his statutes as, as, a, as the good shepherd. He will not force us to stay with the herd. He will continually pursue us, but he will never forcefully, forcefully coerce us. Instead, he cries out to us, beckoning us to join his flock. He is always ready with a loving embrace. Now think about that. You know, a beautiful illustration of this, in my opinion, is the 15th chapter of the book of Luke. 
That 15th chapter of the Gospel of Luke is a chapter of lost things. You have the lost coin, you've got the lost uh, uh, sheep, and then you have the prodigal son. And they're beautiful stories. And especially the one about the prodigal son, because the father did not go running after the son. But boy, when he came back, there was no parole. There was no, well, you know, you've got to stay outside for six months until I know you're going to stay. No, the father embraced that boy. And so let's learn from this kind of stuff. I believe that God can help us. You know, we're not the chief shepherd. He is. But I believe that God can give us roles from time to time to help in the flock. That's one of the things I'm so proud of this church. We've got so many people every week who are ministering to the people in this community. Really. I was down, we were down at the wedding last, um, uh, last weekend with the Fitzners and what a beautiful time we had. But I talked to the pastor, uh, Jess's dad. And we were talking, we were talking about different things. And he said, hey, I want to tell you something. And I said, go ahead. You know, he said, those people that come from your church, he said, they have impressed the daylights out of me. He said, those people know how to come in here and go to work. I stuck that old chest out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I thought, what a compliment. What a compliment. This is what people are seeing, folks. And it's not like we're giving some show. We're just trying to follow Jesus in the best way that we can. Can you say amen? Come on, let's continue to do it. Let's make up our minds more this week and more next week that we're going to do whatever God wants us to do, whenever He wants us to do it. And we're, and we're proud of the fact that, we are, that He's our shepherd in Jesus' name. Can you stand with me tonight? Come on, you've been a great, great class tonight. I appreciate the attitude that I sense in here. And let's just lift up our hands and let's give God praise and thank, uh, oh, thank Him for all that He has done for us. Oh, He has been so good to us. So good to us. The Lord is my shepherd. Come on, I shall not want. I'm not going to lack, praise God. He's going to lead me in beside the still waters. He's going to lead me into green pastures. He's going to take care of me. He's even going to set up a banquet table in front of my enemies from time to time. I thank you, Lord God, for these beautiful promises. Help us to walk every day, every week in these promises, God. And I do. I give you the praise. I give you the glory. There's nobody like you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our voices just for another maybe 10 seconds in the name of Jesus. God, you have been so good to us. So good to us. So good to us. Oh, what a mighty God you and I serve. What a mighty God you and I serve. In the name of Jesus. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. So as we continue in this journey, don't forget this week, we're, we're trying to engage in fasting and prayer. And then on Saturday, we'll meet together with four prayer here at the church, five o'clock. And then, of course, our services this weekend. We'll have a full slate of services. We've got Sunday morning and also Sunday evening. And so next week, which is the, the Thanksgiving holiday, I just want to remind you that we, we will take the day before Thanksgiving off. We will not have Wednesday night services here. 
you know, give people a chance to get together with family and do some cooking and things of that nature. So next week, keep that in mind, and we'll announce it again on Sunday. And thank you. Thank you so much for coming to church. We serve a great God, don't we? The Lord bless you. Look forward to seeing you. God bless you.